Hey guys, Ian here and welcome to the ATP Fitness Podcast and we are delighted today to be joined by our own coach Aideen Butler and Aideen's here today, she's going to be talking about her own experience right now, her experience into, into how she became a coach and how she's finding life right now and also we're going to be discussing the fitness industry, some of Aideen's experience uh, and we're going to be giving you some really kind of helpful information and tips on how to try and stay motivated and, and how to kind of really just find ways to help yourself and be kind to yourself throughout this situation. So Aideen, thank you very much for coming on. Hello everyone and hello Ian. So thank you for having me. For people, like a lot of people listening will know you, they will have trained with you in your classes with you, but there will be a lot of people who don't know who Aideen Butler is. So if you could give a little background to you for those who may not know who you are. Yeah, so I am a coach up in ATP Fitness. Um, I've been there gone a year and a half, I'd say, at this stage. Um, I'm 24, and I'm from Bishopstown. <laughs> Very good. So, how did you get into the industry, and like, what was the when did Aideen decide I'd like to become a personal trainer? What 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 caused that, and what path did you take to get there? Um. So. I always kind of knew that I wanted to do something sports related um, and I didn't know what, um, like I didn't know PE teaching, you know, physio, I don't know, I just didn't know what way I wanted to go down and um, I always knew that I wanted to get involved in it in some way. Um, but when I was in fourth year, I think we took up, oh no, sorry, when I was in maybe third year, I don't think it was fourth year actually, I took up... Um, you know, this like youth initiative thing in one of the gyms that was near my school. So um, what you do is, you know, you go to that gym a certain amount of hours a week and you do their cleaning and you do their, you know, like sorting out their gym and stuff. And then in return, they give you free membership. Um, and I was only a teenager, so I was just trying it out. Um, and I absolutely loved it and learned loads from it. And like, you know, really got involved with the trainers out there. So they were teaching me loads about it. So then when I was going in and looking up to them and watching them work in their gym and stuff, I always kind of knew, yeah, I kind of want to work in a gym setting. Um, then I watched my middle sister go through it all in college and, you know, her coming back and telling me all about it and me watching her do her exams and all that. And I was like, yeah, I definitely want to go down that route. Um, so from that, then I went on to finishing my leaving cert and I went to Stefan Afa for two years and I did um, health and fitness there. Um, and then luckily enough through that, um, there's a course called NCEF. So I did another exercise and health and fitness course through that. Um, so it was like a UL kind of base course, but it was down in Cork. Um, so that was after I had completed the Stefan Afa normal course. And then after that, I felt like I wasn't comfortable enough 100% to put myself out there so I wanted to do one more thing so I went off then and did image fitness in leisure world with um Alan Murphy and um I did that course then and then I became went out into the industry then so you've been in the industry a few years look yeah you know we always wind up you you are young in in the eyes of, of me anyway like you know but you you've you've quite a bit of experience what do you uh what do you feel you've learned in the last few years about the way the fitness industry is and people's perception of what fitness might be? Um, so people's perception of it, like, you know, I think they feel like if they're not, you know, in some, in some shape or if they're not fit enough or if they don't have that look about them that they can't actually even step forward into a gym that you know people are scared of gyms and people are scared of the people that are around them in the gyms and the trainers and stuff and um, so that kind of gives a negative side of it but it's not all really like that um and sorry what was the first part you asked me again just as in like you know your experience up to know what you think people uh, like where you think where fitness has gone from when you started to know even though i know it's, it's been a few years but like you know how you, from when you first started becoming PT to where you're at now, what, what have you learned and you know, what kind of do you tell your clients and stuff? Um, so I've definitely learned that like, you know, 
it's gotten huge in the last couple of years you know when I first started um, it was all about like classes and like you know um, like circuit classes and fitness classes and stuff the personal, uh, personal training side of it has definitely um, made a huge impact on everybody's lives in the last couple of years um, when I worked in previous other gyms um, I was a small bit younger and again like it was all classes and you know like like um set packages and stuff but now I feel like people are actually coming to personal trainers and having a way of like wanting it a part of their life that they're not coming in you know and being like I want to do a six-week package with you and by the end of the six weeks I want it to be finished they're definitely coming in and making a way of their life and you'd see that like you know you could meet someone and in a year's time they're still doing personal training with you because they just enjoy it yeah no I definitely agree I think it's been a a huge shift which is which is a good shift but I think I suppose what's happened with that and how it comes into the current situation is that people thankfully have gotten like really in, really into health and, and training regularly and doing classes and PTs do you think now that we're in lockdown for nearly five weeks uh, those people who had the routine of training and doing classes do you think like some people are okay with training away at home or do you think some people are struggling and like what advice would you give to someone who's maybe just stop training because they don't see the value in training at home. Um, so yeah, we like we have such different clientele. Um, like you know, we have a, a wide range of people. So we have like you know people that are very confident with training and people that you know are able to go away and buy equipment or borrow equipment from the gym and come and remember what we have taught them and stuff and implement that in their garden or whatever. Um, but then we also have um clients um that are unsure and don't have the motivation to be like right i'm gonna go into the sitting room we're gonna go back and and train um like people i think people can be very hard on themselves when they see through social media that people are um training all the time that they're running 5k all the time that you know they're doing this and getting their steps up and stuff and i think people are feeling guilty a lot of the time if they're not taking part in that maybe like four or five or six times a week and um, some people like you know enjoy it like the likes of us we love like you know getting out being active and um, doing a bit of training in the garden or whatever going for a run going for a walk but then there's other people and there's nothing wrong with that that just don't it doesn't come natural to them and they don't enjoy it without being pushed um, and that's where the aspect of like you know having a personal trainer because you're actually booked in for a time you're booked in for a slot and you have to meet someone and that they're there to push you whereas at the moment they don't have someone looking over you they look they don't have someone looking over them being like right let's go let's do this is our time to train like you know they come up with all excuses there I'll go for a walk later or whatever so um, I do feel like it's important for people to do what they can and not feel guilty if you wake up and you're like, you know, I'm not really in the mood to do anything today. And um, maybe I'll, you know, just cook my food or whatever, watch Netflix, maybe read a book or whatever. That's fine too. Once you can really say by the end of the week that like, God, I didn't sit on my ass for the whole week. Then I think it's okay for people to maybe, you know, do every second day or do like three or four times a, a week. Like it's all, I just do feel that people are under pressure um, and they feel like they have to go out and do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely feel people shouldn't have to feel the the pressure of having to go about doing exercise if they don't hugely enjoy it. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with it there. I think like it's you not know, and like ATP's page in, even in particular like you know we're blitzing up home workouts and do and all these step challenges and everything. But I think it's it's important for people listening that it's aimed at those who enjoy exercise. It's aimed at those who want to train. You know, if you're somebody who didn't really train beforehand you shouldn't feel under social pressure to now do a hit class at home and, and, be, and be in bits for four or five days. You should, you know, if, if for you, exercising is getting out for a 30-minute walk a couple of days a week and then there's other days where you don't want to go for a walk, it's, it's knowing that's okay, I think, is, is very important. I do think even from client feedback, it has been like, I'm not able to train five days a week. It's like, okay, but well, if you trained once a week or twice a week, like that's still going to be a huge benefit. Uh, like I think for someone listening who thinks that they, they can't train in the gym, like would you tell them that there's, there's value in doing a, a, like a home workout or you know, like a bodyweight workout? Yeah, like completely. Like even, you know, 
just even getting out of their pajamas and getting out of their house and getting away from the people that they live with um, and going out the back garden and doing, you know, bodyweight squats, bodyweight lunges, push-ups, you know, something so simple like that just gets the heart rate up that like, you know, that passes like an hour of your day or whatever and then you go for a shower and then you feel better throughout your day, you know, you have more energy. Um, I definitely find that um, because we're not on a routine that like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you don't find like, you're jumping out of the bed because you're like, hmm, to do what? Like, you know, I'm not, I have no plans today. So if you have a set, like, you know, I'm going to go and do half an hour out my back garden, even if you do 20 minutes outside your back garden, like, you know, by the time you get out there, do 20 minutes in your back garden, have a shower after, eat, you know, that passes like an hour, an hour and a half. And like, I do find even myself that when I do something throughout the day and then I'm finished doing whatever, like a thing that I've done, and I'm like, oh, I just passed another hour there, like, you know, another hour before it's like the evening. And then like, you know, you're just kind of, we're kind of fighting our way through the day almost when we find them they're very boring. So like, I do find it, it would be beneficial for somebody that even if they just sat out in their back garden and, you know, did 15, 20 minutes of something, um, then you just have a set plan in your head. And then like, it's all about like ticking off boxes and ticking off things that you've planned in your head to keep you a bit sane. Yeah, no, I definitely think like it's some sort of to-do list or checklist, whether, whether it be really small jobs, uh, you know, having that and taking it off uh, will really help somebody just kind of get that sense of, oh, I'm doing something. But again, having a day of binging on Netflix is fine as well. You don't want, you don't want to associate guilt with, you know, having a, having a shit day. We're in a place where we just don't know how to deal. As you said, before, yeah. before we came on, like, you know, none of us know what we're actually doing. You know, we're just kind of trying to figure things out as we're going. And one more thing that I find like, you know, beneficial for like motivation is what, like what I tend to do is I got myself a calendar, you know, so, um, this might just be helpful for some people that like maybe on a Sunday evening or whatever, you know, you just kind of look at the, your week ahead and you're like, okay, so what I tend to do is even something so simple, just writing down something each day. So say on a Monday, I'm going to do like, you know, um, like say a half an hour walk and then I'm going to clean the toilets and the showers and then I'm going to do some hoovering. And then I'm going to read a chapter of my book. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to do another 20 minute walk and I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do my washing and stuff. And just like setting out a plan so that you have, you're like, you're taking off things in your head that are keeping you motivated. So even something so simple that you view, like if you have three things set out in your day and you have the three things ticked off before you go to bed in that evening, you're like feeling, you, you get that sense of achievement kind of back because I find like, that we're just kind of going through the motions every day that we're not doing anything. You could find that you're sitting on the couch on Netflix there and, or on your phone on Instagram and you're like, oh my God, I just wasted two hours of my life. But then you're like, oh, but I have nothing else to be better to be doing. But if you have set plans throughout the week, um, like even if it's like, you know, something like on, a, on, a, on your Friday, you're going to like, you know, ring your friend that you haven't spoke to in a while and talk to that person for a while or text someone or, you know, write a letter. Like I found, I think it was last week, the week before last um, I was making out my schedule of what to do and it, it part of one of my schedules on one of my days was write a letter to my friend now she only lives out in Blarney and like I see her every other day when all this isn't happening but like you know it's just something something so small like that when I was going to bed that evening I was like right I did that that day I got the letter I went to the post or I went to the post box I posted it like you know I came back and hopefully I'll make someone smile or something like that you know so it is important that you have the smallest of things but you have something in plan every day oh, that's fantastic advice i think it is, it is really good to people need to associate like doing the washing or getting out for 20 walk it, it, it's something you're doing and you're making the decision to go do that so by planning it it really kind of helps tick off the list i think writing a letter is a great idea for people but also something uh, i think touch on it definitely is spending time and scheduling time to make a phone call because we'll always have this idea of I'm going to call this person, but until, unless you actually probably schedule it and, and say to yourself, I'm going to call this person at this time, you might end up watching Netflix or doing something else. And the benefit of a call, I think, I think you know as well, like is when, when someone calls me for a chat, it's just like being able to speak and just waffle is so helpful. Like, you know, so we're giving someone that opportunity by just calling them and just seeing how they are and not trying to solve their problem, but just listening to them. 100% because you like, like, you know, you, you're lucky like you know you live with Lisa like I'm lucky I live with housemates you know that I'll get along with but there are people out there that you know are renting by themselves or renting or you know with people that they don't really get along with or 
like whatever their scenario it is so if even if you do bring up bring someone that day and you just talk to them for like half an hour that you might be the only person that they speak to that day because you know they're not on to people all the time because they have no news or you know they're they're sick of ringing their parents or whatever like you know so it does kind of changes like you know just ringing someone saying hi it makes them kind of smile and then they think about you and then you're they know that you're thinking about them so it just kind of shows that you're you know you're caring for someone and that like your thoughts are with them or whatever because as it is a hard time like a lot of us are keeping busy and a lot of us are you know making it through the day and still you know finding activities and stuff to do but people there is a lot of people out there that have told me and have told others and stuff that like you know they do find each day very difficult and they find like you know they're counting down the minutes like so by you just ringing someone or you sending a little letter to somebody or you you know um just giving them a quick message on Instagram or a quick WhatsApp or whatever, it does really kind of make their day for, for a lot of the people out there. Yeah, I'd agree. So like, I suppose, touching on, on where we're at right now about you know, connecting with people, a lot of people are really struggling with their nutrition. A lot of people are really struggling, myself included. I mean, like my, my snacking has gone through the roof like I, and it's, not, it's snacking on all the nice sugary stuff. I find it very hard to say no. There's almost this sense of like, oh, I deserve this now because of what's going on and it's stressful and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, for people who are, uh, I had this call with a client this morning, like, you know, who, who had a bad day yesterday and was like, you know, just kind of wiped out with the food. And instead of getting a response off me of like what she expected, which was crazy to get, uh, oh, like you shouldn't have had all that. It was like, literally, you had a fuck it day. I call them like a fuck it days. So you're like, fuck it. Uh, it doesn't, you know, forget about everything. This is shit. And you eat what you want. When you have a fuck it there, like you need to just go, that's grand, and I'm, I'm going back on track tomorrow, versus she expected to be chastised for, you know, eating badly. And like that, that's not the case. People need to change their relationship with food. Like, you know, for someone who has a fuck it there, or someone, I'll stop saying fuck it, you know, but someone who has one of those days, <laughs> uh, someone who has one of those days, like, you know, a day where they're just kind of eating everything in front of them, you know, and they're just not feeling great. Like, what advice would you give to someone who starts feeling guilty then after that? Um, like we we are all going through that even you know us personal trainers and people that are very good with nutrition and everything like you know like we are all everyone is going through that I don't think there is a person out there that is 100% being like like 100% and um, and I do find that it is important that you acknowledge the days that you're having a bad day and you're acknowledging the days that you're having a good day Um, like there is no point in any of us really, I personally think of waking up in the morning, standing on the scales and looking at your weight and, you know, being sad about it and then trying to eat good and then you end up snacking and you're feeling guilty. I think it's important that you just have each day as it comes and, you know, obviously the best intentions of eating as well as we can and maybe, you know, think back to the normal or when our life is normal, would you be having that a glass of wine or a bottle of wine or two bottles of wine on a, a Monday night or on a Wednesday night, you know? So if you can look back in your normal schedule and be like, I never would have drank only for like a Friday night or a Saturday night, then try your best just to keep that normality going and keep, you know, yourself focused Monday to Friday and then, you know, have your glass of wine or have your gin and tonics or whatever you want on your, your weekends. Because I do find like, I, I myself, when we first went into lockdown, like the week or two of like when we closed the gym and stuff, like me and my housemates were drinking there. Like we'd, we'd have dinner together and then we'd have open a bottle of wine and then sure we're like five bottles of wine and we're like, it's a Monday, what are we doing? So we were like, you know, it's important that like, yeah, you, you have your bad days and you let yourself have those bad days and then you get up in the morning and then you're like, right, I'm going to eat good now today or, you know, I'm going to have my chocolate later but I'm not going to snack on my chocolate all day or something it's just important that you're not feeling like you know giving getting angry with yourself or whatever because you have to remember that like none of us have experienced this ever in our lives and we don't know like you know what tomorrow is going to bring we don't know what later this evening is going to bring so it is a very uncertain time so there is no point in you sitting at home you know um being stressed that I ate crap yesterday or god why did I have that earlier because we don't know like there is so much worse going on in the world so I find like if you want to have that chocolate bar you go have that chocolate bar if you want to skip your dinner you skip your dinner and then you know once you don't find yourself getting into bad habits that it's an ongoing thing that you wake up and you're like two weeks later and you're like 
God, I've only ever, like, you know, I'm only having breakfast and, I don't know, a chocolate bar, and that's it for the day for the last two weeks. Once you know that it's not an ongoing issue, then it's totally fine to go away and have, like, you know, we all use food for comfort. And at the moment, I think we all need a bit of comfort. So we need to not be hard on ourselves. And I like I also find it um, handy to write down things. I'm absolutely like you knew I was a journaler before this, but like this this journaling has gone extreme. I'm on like I don't know how many books. <laughs> um, writing writing things down um, really really helps because you know sometimes so like there's many times in my day I go through what, what the stuff that comes out of my brain. I'm like if anyone heard me, like you know that's absolutely mental. But like your your notebook thankfully isn't going to judge you. So I always write down you know. Yes, it was a good day. Today was a bad day. Like, you know, tomorrow is going to be a better day. And then again, going back to writing things down, what you should be doing for the week. Like, you know, even if it's just, it doesn't have to be, like, it could be even on your notes if you're not a journaler or whatever. You know, it could just be like set a little reminder so that when you wake up tomorrow morning, a little reminder being like, just a reminder to go for a walk and clean the toilets. Like, it can be so, something so simple like that. And um, just so that we're keeping a small bit of normality in our lives. Yeah. Um, and not giving yourself up too much. I think that you said two things there which kind of really stuck out to me. It was like uh, to recognise the good days as well. So we all very quickly recognise when we have a bad day and we might tell somebody with a bad day. We don't want to kind of say ourselves, oh, that was, a, that was a good day. Like, you know, I had a really good day, you know, and, and just appreciating for having that good day, you know. Uh, and the second thing there, it's definitely, it's unbelievable. Your notebook won't judge you. That's a, that's a fantastic line because people have this fear. We, we spoke on it just before we came on about like, you know, showing people your own emotions because then they feel okay to open up to you with your emotions, which you've seen through your posts and I've seen through my emails is that like, you know, again, like having an open, like people always ask me like about journaling, I, I journal as well. And it's like, you know, why do you do it? And I think that's one of the biggest benefits is to being able to just declutter your brain. Like I went for a walk yesterday because my head was fried. I came back, I didn't say anything. Lisa came upstairs, just got my journal and started writing. I was like, oh, I didn't know there was four yeah. pages of stuff in my head there. And I actually ended up sending it to Kean because it was about work and stuff, whatever. And I was like, I didn't know I was thinking this way. You need to see what was just in my head there. Like, you know, and yeah. like, that, that, that was in my head. And I was like, ah, but I, could, I couldn't verbalize what the problem was or what the issue was until I actually started writing down. So, like, I think if someone who doesn't journal or maybe taking it up, might just didn't try it would be a good idea. Yeah, and certainly, like, you know, when you were just saying there that, like, you know, if you're not a journaler and you haven't tried it, like, I think it's hugely important that, like, you know, when all this is over and when we go back to some bit of normal life or whatever, that I find it would really benefit you if you were able to, you know, when you go back to work and whenever we go back to work and you see someone from work and you're like, they're like, oh, how was your lockdown or whatever? It's so important, I think, that you're able to turn around and be like, yeah, like I learned this or I picked up this or, you know, I learned to play this instrument or I started journaling. Um, because if you, like, in I think in reflection, when we get to the end of this um, and we all go back to our normal lives and we go back working and stuff, I think it would be very um, difficult and very um, hard on yourself. Like, you know, if you were to look back and be like, I did absolutely nothing. Like, you know, I just watch Netflix yeah I exercise and I did go to my food and stuff but I think it is important that like like you said if you even if you don't journal and you don't think that like you know god no I don't think I could be at one with a pen and paper like you know I do find that like anyone that I've ever advised to start journaling has picked it up straight away and they're like oh my god it's the best thing ever because like there's often been times that like I'd be two or three o'clock in the morning only turning off my Netflix and my head would be smashed and I'm like okay I'm gonna write down a quick few notes and then like all of a sudden then you're asleep or whatever and there's actually been a good few times that the posts that I put up on my Instagram I've written them I've woken up and written those in my notes and then went back to sleep because you have that fear of like you know forgetting what you're gonna remember yeah. or forgetting what you're taught about last night so even if it's just a case of picking up journaling if it's a case of picking up, if you don't walk and you go out for a walk, or there's a guitar lying at home, pick up how to start learning a guitar, play guitar. Loads of people have actually messaged me um, during this lockdown and be like, oh my God, Aideen, I've um, learned how to braid my hair through tutorials because I always braid my hair and people always say to me, oh, your hair's lovely. <laughs> um, so the amount of people that have sent on like pictures to me being like, look what I learned and stuff. So just picking up something small would really like, you know, Keegan motivate can, you he can take a braid in his hair now because it's so long at this stage 
What was that? Keen can can learn to braid his hair now. It's so long at this stage. He actually has an afro. <laughs> It's nuts. He might come out at the end of this liking spin. <laughs> oh God, I don't think so. Like, you know, I suppose like from the food side of things, and we were asked this question on a live last week, uh, and it was like, you know, guys, are you, like, what way is your food still spot on? Are you still, you know, 100%? I think, like, people have this idea of what a PT should look like, number one, and what a PT should should act like in regards eating and drinking and stuff like, you know, how would you yeah. feel about that? And what, like, what would you say to people who think a PT needs to be shredded and, and you know, all this kind of stuff? Um, so, yeah, um, like, people do, when the word personal trainer comes to someone's head, I think they do see, like, you know, if you were to not meet a person and you, like, heard, say, they said to you over the phone that they were a personal trainer and you would vision them straight away as either, you know, a fella that's big and muscly and a six pack or whatever, or a woman that's small and petite and small waist, big bum, you know, um, like personal trainers. Yeah. There are people that absolutely work their ass off and they love it. And you know, they, they, it comes natural to them and they strive like, you know, having their body like that all of the time. And that is perfectly normal. And like, you know, they are enjoying showing off you know their bodies and stuff and then there are personal trainers that you know like we all like all of us no matter what kind of body shape you're in we all have our insecurities and we all like you know uh if it's either like you know wanting to put on muscle wanting to lose weight i think like it is like we 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 as personal trainers like there do have feelings and like you know me bringing it back to myself as a personal trainer like you know i do like you know throughout the year would fluctuate in my weight um, I like you know would some parts of the year I'd want to lose weight and other parts of the year I want to put on muscle like you know I am a normal human being you are a normal human being and the people that come into the gym are normal human beings so like we are all on the same path I think like you just like people think that like you know you're a personal trainer you don't want to lose weight or you don't want to be you know you want to have this all year long or whatever so I do feel that there is some sort of like picture for out there for people to think what personal trainers look like and it is important and um, to you know understand and realize that we are normal and we are just like clients like I still um need coaching when it comes to my nutrition and stuff I just don't feel that I'd be you know that I'd stick to it 100% if I did it all my if I coach myself so like you know that's me looking for need and like I come in often to you and be like I need personal training today I'm just not in the mood for it like you know so I book in with a session with you or whatever so me as a personal trainer and a qualified and out there coaching people I still need a bit of coaching and I'm sure you need a still need a bit of coaching and you need a bit of a push or whatever like you know and so like it is important to realize that we are all normal and we have feelings too. <laughs> yeah, I think accountability is a huge thing that works for a lot of people. So a lot of people will say they know what they need to do, but it's like having this accountability as a coach. And I think having this perception of a trainer, like I said, we all know at this stage who follow me that you know I absolutely love KCs and I'll probably just get a KCs drop to your house when this is all over so I can collect it. Uh, but like, <laughs> like literally you know it's like what it's like when you see i nearly hiding going to kcs because like oh what are you doing here what are you in the queue for kcs for it's like i'm a normal human being as you as you said like you know uh, yeah because people have this idea that you can't have a kcs or, or you you can't have a bar of chocolate and that's the the false idea people have of you know health really which is not the case it's like if you can look after yourself majority of the time you can have a KCs, a bottle of wine, a bar of chocolate. It's the problem is when you're consistently having the KCs, bar of wine, bottle of chocolate. Yeah. But that's where I think like when it comes to trainers, like, you know, it, I think it's great to challenge yourself to get in good shape, but also understanding how it works. That like, you know, for me to be lean all year round or in, you know, in my stage prep for competition, it's just not feasible for real life. Whereas you, you done two photo shoots and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on next but like you know people look at your photo shoots they look at my bodybuilding competitions and they're like oh my god you look amazing I'd love to look like that I was like I don't look like that like there's no I yeah. look like that for that day like, you know but, but it's that perception of like I, I'm like I'm up like four kilos I think so so far like since, since it all kicked off like you know and I started only now I started going oh I better start kind of getting a handle on this now and I start to change my food and my routine. But again, like people just have this idea of oh, I'm still in good shape because I'm a fucking trainer. It's just not the case. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because actually one of my notes that I've written down here in front of me was um, caught buying pizza. So just bringing it back to when you said, you know, the personal trainer. And um, like, 
again like what you said like you know about you'd nearly people would be like oh my god look at her she's like you, you I've often been in the queue for KC's and been like oh my god there's a client this is really embarrassing yeah. but like and and then you come out of KC's with your KC's and you're looking in the queue to see if you know anyone like you know Rack, <laughs> yeah, like, I, swear, I swear this bag isn't for me it totally is <laughs> um but yeah like it is important that you know you do have your you do have your pizza you do have your cases or whatever but like you said it's important that you know that it's not a that like you are like monday to friday or monday to every other day outside of that day that you have cases that you're being accountable yeah. of yourself and you're you know achieving your goals or whatever um and not just having that monday to friday um vision in your head and then Saturday and Sundays are just and like you know people I'm sure people think that Saturdays and Sundays calories just don't count like you know yeah. so it's just important to not have that kind of mentality as well yeah I agree like and I think when it comes to like I, I, I admire anybody who wants to get in better shape like if they said I want to change my body shape like that that's fair play okay like here's what you need to try and do that's what we do we coach people in that way but for someone like say for you to get to, to your photo shoot like you know when, when I decide to do all the bodybuilding and photo shoots I think going down that route, but knowing what's happening uh, is very important. You know, people have this idea of I want to do a photo shoot, uh, and, and I admire that, but it's like, you know, don't go down that route unless you know what it actually entails and what coming out of it entails. So, like, you've done two photo shoots. I suppose the first question is, what first made you want to do a photo shoot? And then the second question is, what brought you back to do a second one? Um, so my first photo shoot, um, so I had been training like, you know, since I was like 15, 16 and, you know, um, I was in the industry and I was always huge into soccer and huge into football and my work and job and stuff really got in the way of that. So like, you know, I would have been so used to, you know, training in the gym, training in soccer, training in football, training in matches, like, you know, I would have been so used to that routine. And then when I started working, all of that, like, you know, my sports and stuff was kind of taken from me. Um, like, not just because of work, like I was willing to give up them, you know, for, you know, when you, when you go into the industry, it's hard to build up your clientele. It's hard. It's not just like you go in and you work, you know, a certain amount of hours and you leave again. You have to build a trust in people. So I felt like I couldn't give my 100% if I was like, you know, oh, can we swap shifts and work because I have a match there later or something like, you know, so I was willing to give it up. So I was just going through the motions then of training. Um, like I found that like I had no structure to my training I had found that I had no like you know plan that I was just coming into work training doing my shift and going home and just repeating that um, and then um, it just literally through Instagram I was like saw pictures of shoots like followed a few um photographers and I was like god I'd love to challenge myself like would I be able or whatever and then I was just like right that's a goal that I'm setting so in a month's time or whatever I'm setting that goal because I just felt like I needed some sort of change in my life I needed a goal to keep me motivated um because like I was losing the motivation you know there was some days that I was at home and I was like will I just go to work and not go to work and train first? Will I just go in and train my clients? Um, and, you know, there's only so much of, of that you can battle through yourself. Like, you know, and I knew then it was time to do some sort of challenge and like some sort of challenge for other people, maybe like, you know, running a couch 5K or doing a half marathon or whatever. But like that wouldn't have been my kind of thing. So I was like a photo shoot is what I kind of want to get into. Um, so that's how I just lack of motivation and wanting to change my structure and setting a goal was why I wanted to do my first one. Um, and then on to my second one. Um, so after I achieved my second, or after I achieved my first one, I was delighted with myself. Um, you know, and I definitely wrote down all the goals that I wanted to achieve in that and I ticked off all of my goals. Um, and I was very pleased with that, but I found I wanted to challenge myself again. Um, and because I was in a position to to know that I could do it safely, that I had like, you know, Gavin that I work with was was doing my nutrition. So I was comfortable enough with him to be like, you know, I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, you know, I, I trusted him in my nutrition that he wasn't going to, you know, start me on very low calories or, you know, do something that would have like, you know, affected my, like my period or anything like that throughout my um couple of weeks so I was really in a good position to start I also was in a very good position to start because I was coming into work being around you being around Keen, being around the rest of the trainers inside you know 
I was coming in every day and you were like, how, how are you feeling? You know, like, how's the mood? Blah, blah, blah. And if there was anything that I, you, you made me thought like, Jesus, like, you know, you're kind of, you're low in energy or something today, then Gav straight away would have been on it. Like, you know, right, we're bringing back up to calories again. Like, you know, so like I was in a good position to put my body under that stress and do another um, shoot. I think it's important that people realize that you know it looks so good. Do like you know the the pictures and stuff. Yeah, they're so good and all that, but it has a huge impact on your life. Um, like for my second shoot, I'd say my friends are ready to kill me. Like for my second shoot, when I told them I was doing another one, they were like, "Oh God!" And the same with my poor mother. I'd say I drove her bananas. But like you know, your those weeks in your life, you know, are very limited in what you can do. You can't like you know like your social life is hugely affected by it and like you know you're like you have a tunnel vision and like that's all you can see and if you're not in a position to be around like you know I was lucky enough that I could be around all of you every single day but there are people out there you know that have like a job outside of the industry and you know people that may be judging them all the time or you know people that are like you know they're not just they're not surrounding themselves with the right people that it is very quite difficult for people to stick out the prep yeah like with the with the prep itself like i said you know speaking from experience like they're horrific like you know it's, it's not easy but like i love that that challenge and like somebody who's going for a body composition goal so i want to i want to look a certain way uh i suppose i'll let you speak first then maybe talk about my own kind of thoughts on it but like you know what can you tell somebody who you've done the hard work you've gotten the photo shoot like you know you're very happy with it the, when you come out of that photo shoot and you're looking back on pictures of the photo shoot in the first few weeks after, like and your body shape has changed, and I think people don't don't hear or, or know that side of it either, like you know. Um. Yeah. So, like like you said earlier, um, when we were talking, like you are in that condition and you are in you are that lean and stuff for a certain amount of hours that day. And your body that day will not be the same the next day you wake up or a week later. Like, it is impossible. Like, it's just the way it works. And it's not like, you know, it's huge stress on the body. Like, it's not good for the body to, you know, to do this. Um, but seeing, especially, and like, just especially being a girl, I think we look at our bodies, like, you know, when we're like, oh, I want to look like this, I want to look like this or whatever. And like, I definitely did the wrong thing by, um, so like, you know, you're on prep or whatever, and you're like, you know, you're not on drinking any alcohol or you're not going on many nights out anyway. I didn't go on, I went on a few nights out, but not many, because I just feel like, you know, you're tired and you're not hundred percent the next day. So I kind of started to limit them. Um, but I definitely did the wrong thing by going away and ordering like loads of stuff online, you know, for the nights out that I had planned after my shoot. And sure, I couldn't even look at those clothes now because like, you know, they wouldn't fit around my baby finger. So like once you start seeing your weight going back up, you know, and seeing that like, you know, you're not as lean and comparing yourself, it is quite difficult. And um, like with your relationship to food and your relationship, like a lot of people, like I certainly did the wrong thing after my first shoot and I certainly binged after my first shoot so like you know when I say binge I'm not in my bed like with four star pizza patch pizza like I don't mean like that way but I definitely like you know didn't do the reverse dieting properly and I definitely was like you know going on a night out here and there whenever I wanted you know having my pizza not tracking my calories and um, you know I was like kind of had the mentality that like god I haven't had this in so long or I haven't had this in so long and it could have been a food that I never would have eaten and I'm like oh I hadn't had this since before prep and like coming up with all excuses so like I definitely took the mick there when my first shoot and I definitely learned from it going into my second shoot um, and I was more definitely stuck to um a reverse diet and stuff a small bit more and was a bit more aware of it but the yeah the prep side of it like it's not it's it's not fun yeah no <laughs> I'd, really I'd, I'd, I'd agree like as in like you know i think i just think the the fear for me is and it's from experience is people who take this approach going into it who who maybe aren't in a fitness background like ourselves that just don't understand how the body works and it's like you have this belief of I'm going to look a certain way and i'm going to stay this certain way it's, it's like when you get down to like really lean body levels like to stay there you have to continue to do what you were doing which is not feasible like you know from a like i say to people all the time i compare it to when i was doing bodybuilding shows people like outside as you said outside the 
the industry were like, like parents and whatever. Oh my God, you look sick. You look blah, blah. Why are you doing this? Whatever. And my response has always been, you wouldn't tell someone on mile 25 in a marathon that they're doing a shit job and it doesn't suit them. Like that's where I'm at. Yeah. Here. It's like, you know, it's a competition with yourself if you're doing a photo shoot. And it's like, you know, that's why you're doing it for a goal to motivate you. And for that reason, nobody else has to understand. But I think people listening need to know that it is extreme. It's not something that can be maintained at body shape. So you have to be prepared for your body shape changing after. And a lot of people will take that approach outside of like getting really lean for, for photo shoots, someone who wants to lose weight. If they do it in a, a prep way, so they go extreme dieting and lose the weight, then again, what happens is you can't keep up that extreme diet. So when that's over, it's like finishing a photo shoot and you go back to eating as normal, your weight shoots up again. And that's where people yeah. get the bad relationship with food and stuff. You know what I mean? Because I had a client who was on the phone the other day and was just like, you know, freaking out because like she, she was after you know, overeating or like way over her calories for a day and just not understanding that like, you know, there's days like that and it's and it's a it's a balancing act, especially for women to understand how different your body shape is going to change on a weekly basis, like let alone yeah. long periods of time. So like when you're setting goals, like as as you said, the goal got you motivated, it got you into the gym and training and like and that's that's what goals are there for, they're there to do. Uh, and they're there to get you get you moving. But like, you know, people need to pick goals for the right reasons, which I believe your reason of that is the right reason where some people pick the a photo shoot goal or a prep goal just as something to do versus like, you know, know, this is my reason. I think that's important. And like you, like there are, you know, when you said like, you know, that the, my reasoning of doing a photo shoot was a good valid reason. Like, you know, there are people that say that I like, shouldn't have done a photo, second photo shoot. There are people that have agreed that I, you know, smashed my second photo shoot and like, you know, that, like if I didn't ha- if I hadn't done another one would I always be like I wish I did another one or whatever but it is important that like you know you realize that like the because because you know being a young personal trainer and having a huge like you know impact on my clients and like you know having a good relationship with them I have loads of clients that are young and have completely like have been like you know I would love to do a shoot like tell me about it and stuff and like it's not all fun and games and it has a huge impact on your mental health as well and has a huge impact on your relationship with people around you and like you know um your your social life and everything like and like you said earlier it is important that people realize that like the way you get the way like the, the amount of weeks that you put into your prep and shoot and then like your body only looks like that for a certain amount of time yeah you might be lean for like you know a month or two or whatever after or you could keep it going but for a certain amount of time but like there is a stage in your will come that you do put on a bit of weight or you you know do because you have to put on weight after you know you can't maintain that that how lean you are that you're you be you start to be hard on yourself and like you know you start to just be angry and stuff like it's funny because I always say to my friends and stuff that if people look at me now and they look at like my photo shoot picture on my Instagram they'd be like what a fucking catfish like who's your one like like people don't <laughs> people don't realize that like you know that it is like you are only like that for one day and yeah. you have to remember that there also is editing going on with the photographer like if that was the case like you know i do the pictures myself get so yeah, much yeah. hold the camera like there's editing going on with it there's you know there's baby oil to make yourself look all lean and shiny and all that like you know there are things that like you know are added to photo shoots to make them look even more believable or whatever but like I would advise someone that if your goal if you are thinking about doing a shoot and you have thought about doing a shoot for a while then maybe set yourself a goal that's smaller than that and see if you can achieve and absolutely smash that and see how you feel and then if you're wanting to go that extreme because it is extreme and if you want to go to push yourself to those limits it is important um that you like you know you're ruining out um like nights out you're ruining out and like your social life you really are just eating and gymming and sitting on the couch being kind of sad yeah i think i think it's not a good course like gavin or you know it's just someone who's done preps before for people like you know like good coaches will be very honest with you about what it's going to entail before and after and so like make sure if anyone listening is going to a coach for any sort of plan really but you know you have an idea if it's on the extreme side of things to 
what's involved right up to it and what's involved after because that'll help your decision making because Instagram is I always sound old when I talk this way but like you know Instagram is so bad when it comes to like body image you know how I should look what way I should be acting you're seeing people's best do you know what I mean and that they really are and like only so yeah <laughs> Catfish is, catfish is the word of the day but like it's the same like so was, was it a couple of months back I put up a thing about from my bodybuilding show which is nearly Jesus eight years ago now or seven years ago now and one of our current clients commented going oh my god you're in such amazing shape I'm like I'm not in that shape like that's a seven year old picture <laughs> like seven years ago like oh my god but again it's this belief of like you know because it was on Instagram that's how you look and it's yeah like that that comes out again like you know people are at the moment I know probably feeling under pressure to be spot on with their diet, feeling under pressure to to train and to exercise. Like, you know, what advice would you give somebody who's just lacking in motivation right now and just like it, you know, is even struggling? It's like some people are struggling to get out for a walk. Some people are struggling to get out of bed at the moment. Like, you know, would you have any advice for somebody who is just finding it very hard in the current situation? Um like going back a while ago, like I said, you know, writing down things and taking off things mentally seeing you ticking or crossing off things in your head for me makes a huge like I'm like oh look at me being productive like you know or writing down like what you've done so for example I woke up went for a walk you know I cleaned the toilets I did the washing I hung out my clothes seeing a list with a few words you're like oh look I was very productive today now I'm gonna run Netflix for the day but like it is very hard you know to having to get out of bed and going to bed early and stuff because you're waking up and like you know if you're lucky enough that you're working from home as weird as it sounds I actually am so jealous of those people because they have some bit of like you know normality in their lives but there is a lot of people out there that literally have nothing to do only go for a two kilometer walk or watch Netflix or sit at home and it's a very lonely time as well because a lot of people can't see family and a lot of people can't see friends and stuff so I think it is important um, like to make a plan and um, like you know you're you wake up at 10 and you're struggling to get out of bed right I promise myself that I'm going to get out of this bed by half 10 and I'm going to go down to the kitchen and I'm going to make a cup of tea and I'm going to sit out the back end like it's making small little plans and like even like the likes of you know I um have a few friends that were struggling like you know they were like oh I didn't like I'm struggling to like you know even go for like a 10 minute walk just the thought of like you know having to take off my pajama pants and put on normal pants and put on shoes I'm just like not able for it so then I planned um like you know right we're gonna do a zoom class just the two of us so then you plan your time so like we did today three o'clock today we're gonna do a 20 minute hit session and then you know again that comes into planning so that you're feeling a bit more motivated because if you it's funny that like if you actually go out and do something you start to feel a bit more motivated if you get into that rush so you're like monday tuesday wednesday in and you haven't done anything that week you are kind of deep in that rush that you're like you know i'm going to finish out the week kind of thing and start again monday and then that's how you repeat your days so it's important that you you know you get up especially on a monday i don't know what it is but i know it's the start of the week but like Monday it's just like you know get to it so I definitely advise people that are struggling and that like you know can't even get out of the bed or whatever like it doesn't have to be fitness related and like the world yeah we are all fitness mad or whatever but like like I don't be telling my mom to mom you have to get up and go for a run or a walk every day like you know like when I ring my mom and she's on like she's living on her own like when I ring her and I say, what do you do for the day? Or how was your evening? What do you do? And then she's like, oh, you know, I went for a walk around the complex and then I, you know, I did my washing and I actually read a book and I did this. I'm like, look at you, you're doing stuff. Because if I was to ring her and she was like, oh, nothing, I just kind of watched Netflix, I'd be kind of worried, like, you know. So yeah. it's important that you, like it, like I said, it doesn't have to be fitness related. Like if you promise yourself you're going to hoover downstairs today and you're going to hoover upstairs tomorrow and, you know, you're going to re- repaint that wall that you've always wanted to paint in the last five years or you want to clean your windows. Like that is you doing something productive that day. And that's all that matters. Once you have done something productive, even if you want to read a page of a book. <laughs> that's, that's amazing advice. I think a lot of people will, will take a laugh from that. And I think, you know, we are in a situation looking like our, our gym is closed, you know, we're kind of, we're in the unknown of what the hell is going to happen, how things are going to be after this. And I think that a lot of people, the issue for me anyway, personally, the issue is not being able to plan. Like I'm a planner. I like to know what's happening. I like to know what's coming next. 
and you literally can't. And that's where our big frustration for me is. But I think now accepting that and like literally, I said, planning what I can, as in the advice you just gave there, I think is fantastic. Like planning my tomorrow. So tomorrow I plan on doing this at this time. Because if you leave it the chance of like, I'll do it when I feel like in it, you're not going to feel like it a lot of the time. So you'll end up giving it a skip. Like, you know what I mean? Like for those people yeah. who who just like, kind of have been listening to the podcast now, is there any just final bit of advice you'd like to give or anything you'd like to say to people that listen to the podcast? Um, that hopefully we're coming out of the end of all of this and, um, you know, we've been through the worst of it and we're nearly there. And like, if you are someone that is struggling or, you know, just needs someone to talk to or just need that extra help or a push or whatever and um, I know Ian would definitely be, be interested and I would 100% always want to help people so like even if it's just a case of messaging myself or one of the trainers or even a family friend or something just so that like you know we can check up on you or whatever so like I you know if I, I if I truly felt that I wasn't motivated or you know if I was getting into like a rush or something like I wouldn't be like you know Ian would you ring me tomorrow just to make sure that I'm doing something and then you'd ring me and be like Ian did you go for a run today and I'm like I actually did because I knew you were going to ring me you know so everyone needs a bit of a push or whatever so my advice to everyone is to keep smiling to start journaling it's very 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 beneficial um, to message people and check up on people all of the time and to definitely message me if anyone wants to talk because I love to talk and I'm happy to help anybody that's amazing thank you very much Aideen and if you're not following Aideen make sure you follow on Instagram Aideen Fit Butler hopefully we have all of us back in ATP soon I want to thank everybody for listening and thanks again to Aideen for coming on to the podcast and as she said we reiterate we'd be happy to if you're listening to this podcast and you just want somebody to chat to contact us through Instagram or through email we'll happy enough have a phone call with you just to see how you're doing and it can just be general chit chat we're always going to be here to help and as always guys make sure to check out everything we've going on online at the moment in our YouTube and our Instagram and all that so stay tuned for more podcasts and thanks to everybody again for listening thanks Aideen thank you very much guys